0: for joining us as we hear an anointed word from Treasure Coast Victory Center. All right, take your Bibles, go to 1 Timothy chapter 6. My desire is to take you from Christian thinking to kingdom thinking because there is a difference between the two and I'm finding out more and more that there's a big divide between what we've been taught over the years and what we should actually be thinking, doing, and believing, praise God. So, First Timothy chapter six, a scripture you've all heard many, many times. Look at verse twelve. It says, "Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life, whereunto thou art also called, and as professed a good profession before many witnesses." Look at it again. Fight the good fight of faith. How many of you have ever heard that before? No. All right. When I ever heard fight the good fight of faith, basically, I was thinking that I would live my life the way I was living my life. Then all at once, when something went wrong in my life, all at once, I was going to become an instant faith giant. And I was going to go to my word of God and I was going to do something because either my body was being attacked, my finances were being attacked, something was going on. So then it was time for me to fight the good fight of faith. Hallelujah. But I found out that's not it. Fighting the good fight of faith is basically 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's not in the middle of disaster, it's in the middle of everything. Yeah. And if you're not living in faith and walking in faith, when the time comes, you're not going to be in a position to handle what's coming into your life. So it's a daily lifestyle. How many of you know we serve a God of integrity? Yeah. What God has said in his word, it is true sometimes we say it's true, but then when something else comes in our life, we'd rather believe the other thing rather than Him. So fighting the good fight of faith, first of all, you have to know that God is a God of integrity, that everything He says in His Word is the truth. Say, everything in the Word word is the truth. truth. So to fight the good fight of faith, notice what it tells you to do here. It tells you to lay hold. Say, "Lay lay hold. Now, I always thought faith was an attempt to get something from God. So basically, when I needed $20, I'd go in my bedroom and I'd ask God for $20 and I'd believe God for $20 and try to continue to believe him for $20 because I needed $20, praise God. But notice it tells you to lay hold on. Say lay hold on. on. So faith basically I found out is basically hanging on to what God has already given you. In other words, you're laying hold on what Jesus provided for you on the cross, and the Word tells you what He provided for you on the cross. If you don't know the will of God and you don't know the Word of God, whether you think you're walking in faith or not, you are not walking in faith, because faith is based on what God said and what His will is in your life. So once I know His will, once I found out that God wanted me to be healed and said that He'd already healed me, at that time I could take a stand, I could take the Word of God, and I could lay hold on that and defend my position as a healed person. I was not trying to get healed I already knew that I was healed when I found out in the Bible that it says I was anointed I believed that I was anointed and when I didn't feel anointed I laid hold on that scripture and I hung on to what belonged to me already faith is not obtaining what you don't have it's hanging on to what you've already got because he's already given you all things that pertain to life in well what can you possibly be missing then So it's already been provided for you on the cross. So I found out that it was just keeping my position, laying hold. You know, we sing the song, take my position. That's what it's talking about. Take your position. You are healed this morning. You are anointed this morning. You are blessed this morning. You are. And when I know that, then I can take that word. And when something contrary comes to that, I can use it to fight in that situation. So when I mess up and I go to God and I ask him forgiveness and all at once guilt tries to come in my life, now I can say, no, 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 I'm holding on to the forgiveness that God said he would give me. Once he forgave me, he forgets it and I'm right back in righteousness and that's where I'm going to stay. Now I'm fighting the good fight of faith because guilt feelings are trying to come into my life, but God has said something different and I'm holding on to that word and it's not going to come in there. When a symptom comes to my body, what am I going to do? I'm going to hold on to that word of, by his stripes I've been healed. Now if you don't know you've been healed, you're going to think you're sick. And if you think you're sick, you're going to have to try to get enough faith to get healed. Are you following me? And that works sometimes, but that's not kingdom thinking. Kingdom thinking already has you healed, already has you anointed, already has you blessed, already has you forgiven. All these things are here. Basically, Jesus won the battle for us. The victory is his, but now we get the same victory. Thank you very much. Hallelujah. That's why you're more than a conqueror. Do you know why? Because he had a conquer and you'd have to do nothing. You're more than he is. You didn't have to do nothing to get it, praise God. You're more than a conqueror. It was just given to you freely. So as I find out the things in the word of God, basically, that are in there, I am holy, I am righteous, I am blessed, I am anointed, all these things. I'm going to lay hold on them and hold on to them, even though I may feel, feel like I'm not anointed that day, even though I may feel like I'm not healed that day. I'm going to hold on. And notice it says something about a profession or a confession. I mean, you know what comes out of your mouth is very, I mean, if you're coming on Wednesday nights, you're finding out you're afraid to talk right now. <laughs> Because we're getting into your heart and into your mouth and, f- and telling you that what comes out of those things is very, very important. As a matter of fact, the Bible says life and death are in the power of the, the, tongue. Yeah, the tongue, praise God. So once I get in the word, once I learn the word, once I found out that I was healed, once I found out I was anointed, and people say, well, I don't have any problem being anointed. That's because you're not doing anything that requires the anointing. <laughs> Come on now. That was good, wasn't it? Somebody write that down, praise God. I don't know where that came from, but Yeah. I never had to believe in the anointing until I got up here and started preaching my first couple sermons in front of people. Then I had to be on the scripture that said, I have an anointing of God, thank God. And I'll tell you, feelings were on the other side of the world at that time, emotions were on the other side of the world, but I just had to believe based on the word, I'm anointed. Praise God, I'm anointed. I'm anointed, praise God. They may not believe it, but I'm anointed, glory to God. The devil don't believe it, but I'm anointed to preach this word. What is it? It's a battle. What is it? It's a fight of faith, praise God. You're not fighting the devil. He's already defeated. You're not fighting sin. You have power over sin. What you're fighting is a fight of faith, basically laying hold of that word of God and hanging on to that word of God. So once you find out what the word says, you'll come to a place where you can start to detect what is of God and what is not of God. Otherwise, if you don't get in the word, you're just going to believe everything tells you. God moves in mysterious ways, does he? Yes, he does. Well, how do we know what he's doing? We don't. He's mysterious. Well, then how am I going to know the will of God to fight? You don't know because he's mysterious. And uh, let me help you more. You'll never know what God is going to do. Well, then how am I going to believe if faith is believing what God said he's going to do, he's going to do, and I don't know what he's going to do. How can I say I have faith when I don't even know what he's going to do? And I can't. Even... You see what I mean? But that, that's what Christianity has taught us. Just believe God. No, believe. you've got to believe the word of God and what he said and know it in order to do it. So I want to have a detection thing here. I want to know what's of God that's spoken into my life and what's not of God that's spoken into my life. I want to be able to separate the two because I'm going to believe one or the other. I'm going to believe I'm sick or healed. I'm going to believe I'm anointed or unanointed. I'm going to believe one or the other. So when they come into my life, the more you get in the Word of God and find it out, there's going to be a detection thing then. People who think they're spiritual will walk up to you and say something, and it'll almost be like they're screaming at you. Well, you know I've heard from God. And God says the church is no longer needed in this day and hour because we have the Spirit of the Lord on the inside of us. And he witnesses every word that comes in. So you don't need a teacher anymore. He is your spiritual teacher. Well, right away you'd say that guy's nuts, because that's not what the Word of God says in that situation. But if you don't know that, I ain't going to church anymore. Why? Holy Ghost's going to talk to me. You haven't heard from the Holy Ghost in years. Just because you're born again doesn't mean you're hearing from the Holy Ghost. Come on, just because you're born again don't mean you're spiritual. Don't mean any of that stuff. So you've got to come to a place where you can detect, you can sort out this is God, this isn't God. Kick the stuff out that isn't God, don't believe it, and take in what the Word of God tells you to do. Then when you get it, what are you going to do? I'm going to lay hold on that thing. I'm going to lay hold on my healing once and for all. I'm going to lay hold on it every day, not just when an attack comes. I'm going to lay hold on it tomorrow. I'm going to thank God. Hallelujah. It's good to be healed by your stripes 2,000 years ago. It's good that I'm anointed every single day by the Spirit of God who lives on the inside of me. What am I doing? I'm reinforcing by my confession what I need to lay hold on. Maybe not at that time, but there is going to come a time when you're going to have to lay hold on it. Because there's going to be a challenge to your faith, a challenge to your spiritual life. But we've already been lifted up. That's what somebody said sometime, too. You just bring God up. You just bring God down, and you just bring God up. And you just. I said, no, I don't. He came down on his own. I don't bring him down. And somebody said, well, you just want to take yourself up to where he is. I said, no, he raised me in heavenly places far above all principality, power. You want to get mad at somebody? Get mad at him. He's the one that did it. I'm just taking part in what he did for me. If somebody gives me a gift, I might as well use it. You see, but it hasn't been a gift, has it? It's been something, oh, I heard we can be in heavenly places. I'm going to believe God. Heavenly places, heavenly places, heavenly places. Rising up, rising up, rising up. Am I there? No, not quite yet. Rising up. (laughs) What are we doing? Trying to build up that faith to get into heavenly places when He already puts you there. So if I'm there, I'm going to lay hold on that position in heavenly places. And I ain't coming down out of my seat no matter who wants to argue, who wants to fuss, who wants to fight, who wants to talk, who wants to. I'm staying up there in heavenly places, far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. What are we doing? We're walking by faith. And if you stay there, there's going to be a change in the natural things around you that line up to the kingdom of God. All at once sickness is going to turn into healing. All at once depression is going to turn into joy. These things will change as long as you stay in line with the word of God the whole time and lay hold on what he already did. It will manifest in your life and it will change things, sometimes even people around you, praise God. All right, go to John 10. All right, John chapter 10, look at verse 10, another scripture you've heard a million times. It says, the thief, who's the thief? Thank God. The thief comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy, that I am come that they may have life and they may have it more abundantly. Now notice, it's talking about the devil here. The devil comes what for? He comes to steal. Say he comes to steal. He comes to make sure you don't lay hold on what Jesus has already Provided for you. That's his job. That's all he's got to do every day. See? He ain't got nothing else to do but that. So he wants to rob you of the benefits that Jesus gave you. He wants to rob you of your health. He wants to rob you of your wealth, of your peace, of your joy, of your authority that already all belong to you that you are laying hold on. The devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Now notice whose job is it when he comes to make sure he don't steal what belongs to you? It's yours, ain't it? Oh, God, help me with this peace issue. Help me with my healing. No, 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 no. You are the one who's going to lay hold on what belongs to you, and you are the one who's going to fight the good fight of faith in your life. So I'm going to hang on to that thing when the devil comes to steal, comes to kill, comes to destroy. And notice, he could not steal anything that did not belong to you to begin with, or else it wouldn't be a theft. So what do I have? I have the anointing, I have peace, all this stuff. So your working knowledge of the word of God, of the will of God, of what God has said in his word and the promises are what you use at that time when the enemy attacks you. You put that word to work in your life, basically. And what's that called? Fighting the good fight of? Now, how many know that you got to know that God's not a liar? How many know he's going to tell you he is? Devil's going to say, hey, praise God, if you were healed, how come you got that pain in your head? God must be lying to you again. I don't know what it is. What am I? I? lay hold, praise God, on by his stripes. I've been healed, praise God. My faith is in his word, not in my head, not in my back, not in my arm. So what am I? I'm the fight of faith. I mean, even a little kid, it's amazing that Christians will just say, oh, i got a pain. I'm sick. Oh, I don't have any money, so I'm going to go broke and I'm going to lose my house. Uh, they give up so easy. You get two little kids, and you put them here. I don't care, two, three, four years old, and you give them a toy. And the other little kid goes and takes that toy. All hell's going to break loose. Is that right? You walk up and take that little kid's toy. I'll, tell you, I'll take it back and beat you right over the head with the thing, praise God. Why is that? Because that's his toy. But a Christian can have healing, can have deliverance, can have authority, and the devil comes along and takes it, and we go, Whoo-hoo! Take the thing back and hit him over the head with the thing. Come on, because that stuff already belongs to you. But we've been trying to faith to get this stuff rather than understanding it's already been ours, and it's part of our stuff. It's been given to us. It's a gift from God that he has given us. So we want to know his word. It's unshakable. That scripture never fails. And what God said, that's what I'm going to believe. That's where I'm going to stand. That's where I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep everything else out of my mouth. All right, go to Psalm 107. You've got to give a revelation of what he's already given you. It's your possession. It was given to you. What did I do to get it? Nothing. Did I deserve it? No. Did I qualify for it? No. He went to the cross and he provided all that stuff for us, and that's our possession right now. Healing is your possession. Joy is your possession. Peace is your possession. All these things belong to you, but you've got to hang on to those things. Hallelujah. If you went home today after lunch and you turned on your favorite football team and you're watching a game and somebody broke in the front door, you would resist them, wouldn't you? You wouldn't say, oh, go ahead, take the TV. Don't forget the toaster. It's out here in the kitchen. And No, you you put up a fight, won't you? Because that stuff belongs to you and somebody's trying to take it for you. You've got to have the same mindset about the things of the spirit. You've got to understand that the devil's coming to steal something that belongs to you, praise God. And I'll tell you, the power of God on the inside of you is much, 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 much stronger. Then the power of the devil is trying to take this stuff from you. All right, go to Psalm 107. Look at verse 20. God sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Look at verse 19. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distress. How did he do it? He sent his word and, and delivered them from all their destruction. Now, have you ever been in verse 19? And they cried unto the Lord in all their trouble. (laughs) And he saved them out of their distress. How did he do it? He sent his word. Now, any situation that I get in, I'm not going to go to the neighbor to ask what's going on. I'm not going to make up a story to try to get out of it. I'm not even going to plead with God to get me out of the mess. I'm going to go to his word that he sent to get me out of my mess. See, if a symptom's coming on my body, I'm not going to go, God, oh, help me. What are you doing? I've got a pain in my body. I'm, I'm going to go to his word and find out that by his stripes I've been healed. He has healed me with his word, and I'm going to go to that word. If I'm having financial difficulties, he sent his If I'm having marriage difficulties, he sent his If I'm having financial difficulties, he sent his and healed and delivered us from all our destruction. So the word of God is important, isn't it? Because when you know the word of God, then you can lay hold on that word of God, and you can fight the good fight of faith faith every single time. So notice, he sent his word to heal you, praise God. So if God says you're healed this morning, guess what? If he says you're anointed, guess what? If he says you're a king and a priest, guess what? Hallelujah. You don't need to be these things. You need to have faith knowing that you are these things, because he's already done it for you. All right, go to Proverbs chapter 14. Alright, Proverbs chapter 14, look at verse 12, it says, There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of what? Death. So now notice, here's a way that seems right to a man, he's doing, he thinks he's doing the right thing, he's acting on what he's doing, he thinks it's absolutely the correct thing to do, but the end turns out to be what? Death. Now what way is that? That way is anything other than the word of God as your helper as your way out basically anything else there will basically end up in destruction in your life it will destroy your vision it will ruin your marriage it will cripple your finances the way to do it is the way through god himself and through his word now the devil knows this so he's gonna take advantage of any attack in your life to get you to find an answer anywhere else but the word of god anywhere else psychiatrist so-and-so, doctor so-and-so, internet, <laughs> put it up there to find your answer. No, your answer to everything that comes into your life is the yes. Word of God. Now, if you know the Word of God, it's easy because the Holy Ghost will just, whoop, yeah. Oh, yeah. like you push a refresh button. Whoop, up it comes, and there it is. Praise God, I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. No, I'm going to love my spouse, praise God, no matter, it just comes out of the if not, then you're going to have to locate your thing in here, and I mean, there's plenty of books to lead you. I'm suffering from oppression and depression. Well, I'll tell you what, look at a book. It'll have 42 scriptures in there that deal with it. Go to those scriptures and get delivered from the thing because it's the word of God that we live by in our life. All right, go to First John chapter 3. Some of them are called promise books. The best way to do it is when you're reading the Bible, get your crayons out, and when you run into something that says faith and you want to study faith, you take your little red crayon and you color it red. And then you color it red over here. And then you color it red over here. And as you read through the Bible, you cover it red over here. And pretty soon, whenever you need faith scriptures, you just go to your Bible. And they're pretty easy to find because they're the only red thing in there. If, you're, if you want to deal with healing and sickness, then you, you get your orange crayon out. And you do orange here and orange here and orange in this chapter. And when you go back to the Word of God and you need something, you open up and you just look for orange. Bless God. What's your problem? I need an orange. I need the orange, praise God. I need the orange. What are you doing today? I'm in the red. Praise God, I'm in the red. I'm going after that. And Holy Ghost is always light blue. Let me just tell you. Don't use any other color but light blue because that really magnifies it, praise God, when it comes out. Glory to God. All right, First John chapter 3. All right, look at verse 20. Oh, go back to verse 19. Oh, let's go back to verse 18. It says, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. And hereby we know that we are of the truth, and shall assure our hearts before him. For if our heart condemn us, God is greater than our hearts, and he knows all things. Beloved, if our heart condemn us not, then we have what? We have what? Confidence towards God. Okay, what's this telling you here? This says, as long as you are... Living in the truth, as long as you are living in line with God's Word, as long as you're not violating God's Word by saying something or believing something different than that, your heart will have confidence towards God and give you boldness to lay hold of everything in your life. Now, let's take it around. What if you're not? What if you're not living in love? What if you're living in unforgiveness? What if you're living in condemnation? What if you're living in something like that? The confidence that's in your heart, basically... So basically, if your heart condemns you, then you do not have confidence towards God. You cannot lay hold of what's on there. So unforgiveness is an, is an absolute no-no. Condemnation, an absolute no-no. Having something against your brother and sister is an absolute no-no. If you want to live in the kingdom of God, if you don't, you can just open the door up to the enemy every single time by doing that. So what am I going to do? As I got born again and as I grew in the word of God, I started changing some of the ways that I thought and some of the things that I thought that I was. And that helped me. I went to a church for a long time that believed that, that people were saved, but they were sinners. What were they? They were sinners, saved by grace. So basically all the time they confessed that they were a Sin. sinner. Now, how many know that's not in line with God's word? Because God says once you get saved, you become the righteousness of God in Christ. So if you're going to believe you're a sinner, sooner or later, as a man thinks in his heart, so is... So is He. So if I'm a sinner, saved by grace, I'm a sinner, I'm a sinner, sooner or later, you are going to have a manifestation of what you're believing in your heart, and you're going to be sinning all over the place, praise God. You're going to be in adultery, homosexuality, lying, cheating, stealing, because you're a sinner saved by grace. So what do I want to do? I want to change and line up with God. I want to say, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. I'm living in right standing with God. What does that do? Releases the power of God on the inside of you to give you the ability to live a righteous lifestyle rather than a sinning lifestyle. Are you following me? It's the same way people get a pain. I'm sick. I've been so sick. I want you to know I'm sick. I want you to know I'm sick. Did I tell you yet that I'm sick? Did I tell you where my pain was? Did I tell you how long it's been there? Did I tell you how bad it's going to get? Did I tell you how it's going to... Well, if you really believe you're sick, I guarantee you, you are going to be sick for a long time. Because there's nothing changing there unless you get some kind of natural thing that helps you. But I'm talking about kingdom living. I'm talking about spiritual things. So even if I've been sick for a long time, I'm gonna say, Bless God, it says here by his stripes, I am healed. How you doing today? I'm healed. Well you don't look healed. I don't care, I'm healed. Praise God. That's what word God's word says. Let's talk about your pain. I don't want to talk about pain. I want to talk about his stripes that he took on the cross, praise God, It's applied for me. See, we gotta step over into the realm of what's been done rather than what we're going through on the other end. You wanna complain and moan of what you're going through right now? You're just reinforcing. You're like opening a door saying, come on, devil, come on in. There's a wide open door here for you at this time. So as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So I'm going to agree with the word of God. I'm going to say I'm righteous. And how many know the person that believes I'm a sinner saved by grace? God did not author that. He did not put that out there so people would believe that. It's not in the word of God. So that person's going to be stuck. What you believe is what you live in. What you believe is what you're going to manifest. If you believe in tongues, you'll speak in tongues. If you believe tongues are of the devil, guess what? But it doesn't change the fact they're of God, do you see? What is it? You're you're laying hold on something, but you're laying hold on the wrong thing in your life. So you've got to lay hold on the Word of God in every single thing. We used to sing that uh, song, Whose report are you going We shall believe the report of the Lord. His report says I am healed. His report says I am filled. His report says I am free. His report says victory. We'd sing it, then we'd leave the church, and I'd go, how you doing today? Terrible. I'm just not I'm not, not doing any good at all. Well, what were you singing in there, just to sing along with people? Is that what you were for? Either live that song, or you might as well not sing the darn thing. Do you see what I mean? Songs are more than just songs, if they're Word of God songs. They're teaching for you to get a hold on it and to roll around on the inside of speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Staying full of the Holy Ghost all the time, praise God. That's why Word of God songs are good. You don't need any of them feely touchy songs. Don't want to get off on that. Huh? Somebody will get mad. No, <laughs> oh, touch me, Lord. Reach out and hold me today. I'm feeling a goosebump now. That's all you're going to get. Bless God. You better enjoy it. See what I mean? That's not connecting you to him. That's not word of God. That's not doing anything for you, praise God. But we sing songs like prophesy, it makes you understand that, gosh, what did I say this week? My God, I've been prophesying all week. I hope there are good things coming out of my mouth that I was prophesying about this week, and I hope I had my position and I took up the condition and went forward, see? They remind you to do. They're sermons in themselves, praise God. All right, go to James chapter 2. All right, James chapter 2, look at verse 17. It says, Even so faith, if it has not works, is dead, being alone. Yea, a man may say that thou hast faith, I have works. Show me thy faith without thy works, and I will show you my faith by my works. Thou believest that there is one God, thou doest well. The devils also believe, and they do what? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's interesting there, isn't it? Notice that. Even the devil believes that God's God. He's shaken. Most Christians say they believe God, have no respect for him whatsoever, but the devil believes it because he's shaken. Hallelujah. So notice, faith without works is what? Is dead. Is dead. So what you know is not really going to help you. Your library of books and your bedroom on 42 shelves that you have lined up there and and all these things that you may have read is not going to do you any good. Coming here to church and listening to me is not going to do you any good unless you do what I tell you to do and what the Word of God commands you to do, then it's going to work in your life. But there has to be action to it, basically. And I'll tell you what, everybody in the world is going to know what's in your heart when disaster comes. Because whatever's in your heart and what you really believe at that time is going to come out your mouth and you won't be able to stop it. So whatever you're believing here. Remember they were in the boat? A storm's there. Jesus is sleeping. The disciples are there. They believed. They believed they're going to die. They had solid faith and they were laying hold of whatever they wanted. We're going to die. We're going to drown. Jesus got up and rebuked the winds and rebuked the... Why? Because he believed in faith and he believed the word of God and he believed he wasn't going anywhere. But notice, in that situation... Something came out of both their mouths. Came out of Jesus' mouth and also came out of the other's mouth. And if you start talking, really get serious, start talking kingdom faith all the time, you are going to irritate some people. Because these people have been talking so-called faith unbelief now for years. And when you start talking nothing but blessing, nothing but what God has done, nothing but this, it's going to make them mad. It ruins their whole life story. You've been given that story now for 30 years, and you just blew it to smithereens in one scripture. And that's not fair because everybody enjoyed that, and they petted me when I told them that, and they felt better when I told them that, and now you killed my story. You killed it. So what do they do? They get irritated at you. Why? Because you're walking in the word of the Lord the where it's supposed to be. And I'll tell you, I don't know if it's true or not, but I believe that everybody who pursues the kingdom of God will come to a place at some time where you've only got a choice of believing God. It'll just get there. You'll just get there. I remember a while back, we, started, we had the church. The church was gone. Everything was going good. We owned the building over there. We owned this building here. We had a mortgage on the building. And pretty soon our front guy moved out. Couldn't pay anymore. Pretty soon the big building guy moved out. And when nobody rents, they usually don't send you money. <laughs> now, that would be a miracle. How many of you know that? Or well, there wasn't any rent. And pretty soon the finances went. <clears throat> Because we had a mortgage on both buildings. And pretty soon we got down to basic zero. And pretty soon there was no salary for the pastor. And what's worse than that, the pastor was me. (laughs) (laughs) So what did I have to do? I couldn't go to my rich aunt because I didn't have one. I couldn't go to my rich uncle, didn't have one there either. So I just basically clammed up and said, you know what I'm going to do? Believe God. What are you going to do when you get in those situations? believe God. What I mean what other option is there? You just believe God. Hallelujah. And was I tempted to get behind the pulpit? Oh people, you know what a great man I've been to all of you each and every one of you and I love you so very much. But we're going to take up a special offering for me today because I haven't got paid in weeks. So if you just do that, we're going to make a pledge. I hear God. There's a pledge coming. I feel it Praise God There's a pledge Anybody wants to pledge A thousand dollars Now just lift your hand get, get them up there Get them up there Right then Did that stuff run Through my mind Yeah I seen it done I didn't know if it worked For those clowns on TV But it might I mean They're still on TV Right They're still on TV Who knows But no I knew I couldn't do that Nobody knew about it She didn't even know about it Telling nobody But it. it's me and God This is it No place to go I believe you Doesn't matter what The report says I believe you I got no choice I believe you. And sometime in your life, I believe to break that, whatever's on you off, you're going to come to a place where you either going to believe God or you're nowhere else to go. So you might as well just pull your pants up and believe God. Praise God. That's just the way it is. And what'll happen? It'll work. And once it works, you'll never have a problem in that area again for the rest of your life. You'll never even think about it because you know that the word, that the word, that the word works and you stayed on that word and God came through with what he promised you to do. I believe that happens in people's lives. Hallelujah. And I don't believe it's God making it happen. I just believe some things happen to a point to where it makes you get hooked on the word of God. And you talk about laying hold of the word of God. I had hands, feet, everything around that thing. Praise God. I wasn't going to let that go because there was no other place to go in your life. And that's better than me complaining, you know, we don't have any money. Nobody's renting the building over there. Nobody's renting the building over there. I don't know what God's doing. I don't know what's the matter with him. He told me to buy the buildings. Now he's not doing anything in the buildings. I mean, no, that wouldn't have worked. And i tell you what, it certainly don't make you feel good. So basically, you're going to grab onto that word. So it's better to grab onto it now before you get into a situation like that get your eyes on the word of God and get them on there only believe the word of God and lay hold only don't be really like the guy at the pool where Jesus walked up and said will you be healed I mean I have said yes heal me for God's sakes but he said well nobody can get me in the pool in time everybody gets in there ahead of me gets in ahead of me in the pool and I can't get in the pool I can't believe Jesus even healed him I'd have never healed him He's got more compassion than I do. Would you? I'd have said, well, then get in the pool. You think you can get in there if that's what you're looking at? But Jesus' compassion. Say compassion. Compassion. But I'll tell you what. I think in the kingdom of God, compassion only goes so far. Then you've got to grow up. And you've got to handle things. And you've got to do things the way things are supposed to be done. Praise God. Hallelujah. All right. Go to Matthew chapter 8. Lay hold on oh, that word of God. Bless God. Don't let that thing go. Hold on to it. Keep it in your mouth, in your heart. Any contrary thing, get out of there, praise God. All right, Matthew chapter 8, look at verse 16. When the evening was come, they brought unto Jesus many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick. Notice how did Jesus cast out? Because he was God, he cast out spirits with his. Now, how many know the word that he had is the same word that you have today? That means with the words that you are speaking on a daily basis, you can keep devils completely out of your life. You can keep the thief out of your life, or you can invite the thief and allow him to come into your life by the words that you're speaking out of your mouth. Everything you say is a declaration. There's power in your mouth this morning. There's power in your mouth on a daily basis every single day. If you start putting the word in your mouth and keep it there, you are going to be such a danger to the devil, I'm telling you right now, he's going to be even afraid to come around you at times, praise God. Why? Because he cast out with his word every word you speak the Bible says and I don't know I'm still studying it I hate to preach it because I'm hoping it's wrong but the Bible says that you will be judged for every idle I scratch it out Put a few (laughs) idle words couple idle word no every idle word that comes out your mouth you will be judged on the day of judgment hallelujah that'll cause you not to be able to talk for six years Hallelujah. And what's he talking about? Idle words are non productive words. In other words, words don't align up with God. I'm a sinner is a non productive word. I'm sick is a non productive word. I can't do it is a non productive word. I'm a loser is a non productive word. All these things are non productive words because Jesus paid for your deliverance all the way around. All right, go to Matthew chapter twenty eight. I agree. Preach it, sister. Matthew twenty eight, look at verse eighteen. Jesus came and spoke unto them and said, All authority or power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Here's what Jesus raised from the dead. All authority, all dominion was given back to him in heaven and on earth. And notice who he gave that to, he gave it to his disciples, who then gave it to who? Us. Say, "I I have authority and dominion. Over all things things. in the earth realm. Now that authority and dominion is based on the word of God that you know. That's the undergird. That's what gives you the authority to say these things because God has already said these things and provided these things. That's why when you know the word of God, then basically he sends his word to you. What for? So you receive it? And then you use that word in your defense to keep the devil out of your life on a daily basis. He sends his word to you and heals you from all destruction so notice you have authority say I have authority every say every word, every word that comes out of my mouth is, a word. is a word of authority not just, not just. When, I when I get religious and shout a word out, a word out. see some people be talked doubt and unbelief talked out now to talk fear talk worry then all at once in the name of Jesus come out Jesus <laughs> well for the last six days You've been talking defeat, you've been talking down, you've been talking losing. Now once you're going to get righteously religious because something's attacking your life and you're going to step up and you're going to do something about it. This is an every day, every hour lifestyle that you're going to have to get used to. It's a way of thought life that you're going to come to to understand that he's already sent his word and healed you. It's not what you're going to be, it's what you are right now, praise God. I am. Two powerful words. I am healed. I am blessed. Not I'm going to be someday in the future I'm going to. I am. Say I am. am. Say I have authority. authority. All right, go to Revelations chapter 1. God, Revelations chapter 1, look at verse 18, Jesus says, I am he that lives and was dead, and behold I am alive forevermore, amen, and I have the keys of hell and death. Say keys, keys. say it again, keys. keys. Now you know from another scripture, we won't go to it, you can look it up, that one time Jesus said, I give you the, of the, so after Jesus got the keys, was raised from the dead, who did he give the keys to? It's up to you then. You are the one who locks or unlocks. You are the one who allows or disallows. That's why you cannot blame the state of your life on God because either you left the door open or you closed the door. It's up to you. He's not in control of those situations. You cannot blame God for anything in your life except for blessing you. All that's been provided. So, what am I going to do? I'm going to use the key. I got the key. Here. If a symptom's going to come in my body, praise God, starting to come in, I'm going to lock the door. How am I going to lock the door? I'm going to use my authority. By his stripes, I'm healed. It's so good to be healed. Thank you, Lord, for healing me 2,000 years ago. And I just, praise God, love you and thank you for what you're doing. What did I do? I locked the door that was there. You lock them out. And you want to open the door. Blessings are coming. Praise God. Open that door up. Thank God the windows of heaven are open. He's pouring out a blessing upon me. What I do, I just tithe, praise God. I'm going to open that door up, praise God, and let the stuff come in my life. What? It depends on the key that you have. You don't want to go, oh, my God, I'm coming down with something for sure. You <laughs> hear people do that all the time. You don't want to do that. Yeah, you'll come down with something. You'll come down with something. There's no question about it. See, but that's what we've been taught to do over the years. That's the way we respond to things. That's the way we do things. You can have whatever you believe for and whatever you lay hold on. You can have it, but then you can't blame God for it. You may need deliverance from someone else because you've hung on to it so darn long that you actually believe it so much that it needs to be broken off of your life. But you can can get dogmatic about the Word of God. You can get serious about hanging on to the promises of God and the Word of God. You can get excited about fighting the good fight of faith. You don't have to be an ordinary Christian. You don't have to talk your problems and your situations and all this kind of stuff. No, you can talk the word of God and what God has already done for you in every single area of your life. All right, go back to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're dealing with a lot of this also on Wednesday night. I mean, if you can get your mouth in line with healing and health and everything else, you'll find your body starting to line up with everything in the word of God. It's amazing. People that don't even know God. You can get a sinner to start confessing the things of God and their body will get healed. They're not even born again. All right, 1 Timothy chapter 6, look at verse 12. Fight the good fight of faith. How I many know that's not a suggestion? That's a command. What am I going to do? I'm going to lay hold, des- deliberately seek, go after, and hang on to eternal life, whereunto thou art also called. And has professed a good profession or confession before how many witnesses? Many Many witnesses. Now, it says many there because it's hard to continue to make a confession of actual faith and word in front of people. Because there's not going to be that many people that believe the way you do, that talk the way you do. And people are going to get offended by you of what you say about your life and what you do. So you're going to have to confess it. So Jesus cast out spirits with what? His word, and you're going to cast out spirits, or you're going to welcome spirits by the word of God that comes out your mouth. Now, believing God basically is believing what God has said. Period. Say, period. Period. You cannot believe that God heals you and that God makes you sick. You cannot believe that God blesses you and God curses you. You can't believe both ways. You have to believe exactly what God has told you in the word. What does he said? By his stripes you were healed. He has blessed you with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. You are more than a conqueror, praise God. So that's why I want to stay. I want to stay on that stuff. I want to continue to talk like that. I want to act like that. And by doing that, what God has said and what's in my spirit will start to manifest through me into the life. Notice, everything you get from the spirit of realm comes through you. It doesn't come on you. It comes out of the inside of you. A good tree makes good fruit. Out of the treasures of its heart, it brings forth good fruit. good fruit. What's that fruit? What's coming out your mouth will produce fruit in your life. So, see, it comes in here. When you when you stay on the word of God about being healed and blessed and anointed, times pretty soon in here is going to get bigger than out here. You're, you're just going to band- like somebody walks up to you today. You leave here. You go to the restaurant. And they look up to you and you say, "Hey, would you like to receive Jesus, the Lord and Savior? What for? Because I'll be saved. Are you saved?" Yeah, how do you know you're saved? You're not saved. You've never been saved before. You'd say, I'm saved. Are you kidding me? I don't even have that fight, man. I've been born again. I know I'm saved. Why? You're fully persuaded what happened in your life. Nobody can take it from you. Nobody can argue out of it. Nobody can come up with any kind of stupid ideology to take it away from you. You can get that way on healing. You can get that way on prosperity. You can get that way on every single area of your life to a place where the devil comes and you're a little pain in your body and say, Oh, geez, wrong place, man. It's not going to work for you. You might as well go find somebody else because I've been delivered 2,000 years ago, brother. You're, out of, you're not going to make it financially. Oh, that's a good one. Far above beyond all I need, praise God. I got plenty of money here. See, it's a different. So got, you're going to hell. Ah, wrong. I'm saved, praise God. I've been born again. That's easy. But the other promises we haven't grabbed a hold of very good because our daily conference, you're not walking down all day going, I'm going to hell. Oh, I sinned again. I'm going to hell again. I think I'm going to go to hell again. Maybe I'll go to deep hell rather than the shallow hell. Maybe I'll go to the hell with the air conditioning, not the hell with it. You're not thinking of that stuff. You're not even thinking about going to hell. Why? You know you're saved. You are fully convinced, praise God, that God did something in your life and you're saved. You can get that way with health. You can get that way with prosperity. You can get that way with everything in your life to a point that whatever tries to come into your life, You've already got it shrugged off. You go ahead and you kick it off, praise God, and you use your word. So faith lays hold of the word of God at all times, not just when a situation comes. It's not a break the glass, pull the thing out, and help me now. No, it's an everyday thing that you do. Faith lays hold of the word of God at all times. A person who is a kingdom person sees and understands everything that Jesus gave them, and they fight the good fight of faith daily. Say, daily. Daily. Say, I'm a believer. I'm certainly not a doubter. I believe God's Word. He said, I'm healed, so I'm healed. He said, I'm blessed, so I'm blessed. He said, I'm filled, so I'm filled. No weapon ever formed against me shall ever prosper because I will meet it with the Word of God and quench every fiery dart that the enemy sends me. The enemy is defeated. Sin is defeated. I am righteous, holy, raised up, and seated in heavenly places. I look down on problems. I look down on circumstances. I already have a victory in Christ Jesus. As a kingdom citizen, daily I fight the good fight of faith and lay hold on every blessing, every benefit that Jesus provided for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay. Thank you for listening. For more from Treasure Coast Victory Center, visit us at mytcbc.com.